After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome, everyone, to a Baseball America College podcast. Along with Aaron Fitt, I'm John Manuel. This is the first podcast we're going to have for you today. We're in between the announcement of the 64-team field and the conference call with the committee uh, chairman, Tim Weezer of the Big 12, where we'll have some explanations for the 64-team field that has just been announced. It's live at BaseballAmerica.com. I'm John. He's Aaron. Aaron, let's get a quick five-minute reaction to the field that's been announced before we have some of the excuses put forward by the committee. I think we both agree this is one of the worst 64 team fields we've seen, not because the whole field's bad, but because the three teams that got in at the end, Oklahoma State and Baylor in particular, and Southern Mississippi, to a lesser extent, I'm okay with Southern Mississippi, and I think they're more deserving teams. But Baylor and Oklahoma State getting in, number one, one of the worst things I think we've seen the committee do in baseball in the tournament, at least since I've been at Baseball America, my 12th college tournament. But second of all, the placement of some of these teams yeah. and the way they were assigned, which is worse in your mind. Let's get this quickly out of the way. Those two te- big 12 teams getting in, uh, especially Oklahoma state or uh, the way they put these teams around the country. Well, it's, it's the two big 12 teams and, 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 and trust me, John, I'm, I'm, out, I'm outraged. I'm outraged by the Irvine regional. Uh, the fact that, that UC Irvine has been the best team in the nation. Start to finish. Start to finish. They've been, they're number one, I think, in all the polls, certainly in our poll, the only one that matters. That's right. Uh, they have been for about six weeks now. They, have, they haven't lost the series. They've won the Big West by five games. They beat Fullerton head-to-head. They beat head Fullerton head-to-head head at Fullerton. Absolutely. Somehow they're a lower national seed than Fullerton is. I mean, Irvine, it's not like they played nobody in the, in the non-conference, John. They played a good series against Tulane. They went to the Houston College Classic where you had... We had, you had five teams in the preseason top 12. Midweek, they played. The they played State, San all Diego. the good teams. They played everybody UCLA, inside. USC, all the good teams they need to play. They never run How from can a you team. possibly punish Irvine? I'm, I think I'm basically yelling here. I hope our, our, <laughs> it's okay. uh, our listeners don't have to turn down their volume. How can you possibly justify putting the best, strongest number two seed, Virginia? Which, uh, which is the strongest number two seed, in my mind, by a long shot. Virginia has one negative data point which is they played a terrible non-conference schedule, about as weak as it could have been. Here's all the positive data points. They won 20 Atlantic Coast Conference games, uh, including the conference tournament. Only Florida State with 21 won more. Uh, They just beat Florida State head-to-head in their last game in the conference tournament. They beat Florida State one game at Florida State in the regular season. North Carolina is a top-eight national seed. Virginia's won the exact same amount of games in the conference. They just beat North Carolina's number one starter in the ACC tournament. They run-ruled North Carolina. They embarrassed North Carolina. So that's number two data point. Number three data point, they have talent. It's just young. It's freshmen and sophomores. But Virginia has talent. So if you're ignorant of those facts, then you would slot them as a two seed and ship them across the country to the national number four seed. If you don't want to use the polls, it's fine. But Irvine's the number four national seed. And they got the ACC tournament champion, a team that won as many games in the conference as anyone else. If you just want to look at the fact that Virginia finished with the number six seed in the ACC, that's fine. But if you don't acknowledge the fact that the difference between one and six 
six is a, a dime's worth of difference, then you're ignorant. And, and that's the bottom line and there. Virginia at the very – I mean, Virginia should have been – they should have been a number a one. one seed. You compare them in East Carolina, it's not even close. I don't think However, it's However, if they're a number two seed, at the very least, you got to send them to ECU or Louisville. You cannot ship them across the country to, to face a national seed. So we're agreed. And, and then the number three seed is San Diego State with right. the best player in the country, bar none. Which is even more fair to un, more unfair to Virginia than it is to Irvine. Completely agree. And number four, your number four seed is the defending national champions, Fresno State Bulldogs. So here's the only defense you could have for this is that Irvine is a great team without a whole lot of track record. I mean, they, they did go to Omaha just two years ago. But if you're looking in baseball, in college baseball history, these are not great. The, the program in this group with the greatest history is clearly Fresno State. They're the only one with the national championship. And even before that national championship, they had some tradition, although it slipped of, of late. But Virginia, to my knowledge, has never won a regional. San Diego State, to my knowledge, has never won a regional. Irvine's only won a couple in the last two years. So if you want to look at it from a historic standpoint, is this the worst uh, bracket ever? Maybe not. You can always go back to that 2002 year uh, where they uh, the travel dominated and you had the regional at uh, – at uh, Stanford, that had Stanford, San Jose State, uh, Long Beach State, and Fullerton, where all four teams had been to Omaha within the last five years. So you have some other more egregious examples. But for what the, the committee had in front of its plate right now, that's about as bad and about an, as unfair a regional as you could have constructed for, especially for Virginia and UC Irvine. They just they both got uh, expletive deleted. There's no they, other way to they, put it. They, <laughs> the committee had to go way out of its way to screw these teams over. And they did it. And, and they, they did it. It's unbelievable. It's, it's bad. Unbelievable. Honestly, worse, as, a, as exercise as Aaron and I clearly are over that decision, Oklahoma State and Baylor getting in is worse. Let's just throw it out here on Baylor. I respect those coaches a lot. Respect that Absolutely. program. They lost 12 of their last 14 games in the regular season. Yeah, they went 2-1 and one the last week of the regular season. Baylor has no business being in the postseason. Two one in the conference tournament. Two one in the conference they tournament. They were swept in their last three conference series, including at Nebraska, which was five and nineteen coming into the weekend. John Baylor needed that series I bad. Mean, Steve Smith basically told you they had exam break. They lost. Uh, I guess it was a lot. Of, they lost nine of twelve, nine of eleven, and they said, "Well, we're going to Nebraska or on the road. We really need to win this series." And they not only didn't win the series, they got swept. They got destroyed by the last place team. Swept by a last place team that had just lost its previous home series to Cal State Bakersfield. There's no excuse. There's (laughs) no way Baylor gets in. I don't care what the RPI is. I don't care how good the Big 12 is. They're not a regional team. But but at least, at least, and I don't think I completely agree with you 100%, Baylor is not a regional team. But at least they got three series wins they can hang their hats on. Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri. What has Oklahoma State done? They won two out of nine series in the Big 12. Two John, out of nine. It's 22%. Two out of nine, ninth place team. Ninth in place a ten, in a 10 team league. And it's not as good a league as we thought. Everyone thought this was going to be a great league, and it really does leave when you overdo it, when you have two Big 12 teams that get in that are not deserving, and especially one that doesn't even make the conference tournament. First of all, this precedent was set five, six, seven years ago in the SEC where they started letting in teams from the Southeastern Conference with gaudy RPIs right. that didn't even make the conference tournament. So this, the, tur- but, the precedent's been set. It's an awful precedent, and they keep repeating it. However, It's I mean, like Plessy it, versus Ferguson in 1896. Completely agree with you. That's a pretty good point, but it's here's a separate but equal point, John. Uh, Plus two. You know, <laughs> at least in the SEC, there are, there are 12 teams in that league, and it's an eight-team league. Correct. I don't think if you don't make your conference tournament, you should be in a regional. I agree. But, 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 it's more defensible in the Southeastern <laughs> Conference. Eight out of the ten teams in the Big 12 
make, make it to the conference tournament. You can't be one of the top 80% of the teams in your league. You should not be in a regional. This would like be the NHL back in the day before they expanded, taking one of the five teams that didn't make the playoffs when, they were, when 16 out of 21 made it and throwing them in the playoffs just for the heck of it. And it doesn't make any sense at all to have Oklahoma State in this tournament. Yes, they played East Carolina twice and they split them. Yes, they played Cal State Fullerton twice and they split them. But every college baseball team structures its schedule, and the whole point is win those weekend series. For the love and, of God. And Oklahoma State went five, six, and two in weekends. They won five of them. They lost six of them. They tied two of them. We're, There's just no possible excuse. And for every good series win they have, like Missouri, yeah. they have a, a series win that should wipe that out that's terrible, such as Arkansas Pine Bluff. That should kill their RPI just as much as beating Missouri improves their RPI. That's how the RPI is supposed to work, or at least that's how Jim Wright explained it to me. So you're going to reward Oklahoma State for, for splitting two games with Florida and splitting two games with East Carolina, why not reward Rhode Island for yeah. splitting two games with Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State? How about reward Tulane for winning its last four conference series? Last six. six in Conference USA versus Baylor getting swept in its last three conference series. How about also this this little – you're looking at number three seeds. So Cal, Cal Poly is a number three seed. They're, granted, they're wounded, but they've been in our top 25 rankings for a long time. Oregon State – as the number three team in the Pac-10 versus the number nine team in the Big 12. How about Kansas uh, as a three seed that swept te- the number one national seed, Texas? How about Washington State that's number two in the Pac-10? And then how about Gonzaga, which won the West Coast Conference, both regular season and tournament and or championship series? And those guys played and, a tough non-conference and they played schedule. A tough they beat teams. And somehow Oklahoma State is on the same level with them. And not only that, yeah. Oklahoma State gets sent as a three seed to a team that's not a top eight national in Clemson. It's a weak number one versus Gonzaga, which gets sent to Fullerton, the number two national seed. There's no possible explanation for that other than mistakes, ignorance, lack of information. And that's what happens also when you're so confident in the data you do have, the RPI, and that you ignore other data like knowing college baseball. So it's, a, it's an unfortunate – I don't really like the bag on the committee, Aaron. They have a really tough job. But this year they, they dropped the ball. Uh, it, it, there's just no, there's, there's really no good reason. I'm looking forward to what the excuse is, but there's really no good reason for Oklahoma State to get in this tournament. In my mind, no good reason for Baylor. You can make the small case for Southern Miss. I think Tulane would have been a better cho- choice, but uh, pretty brutal. Southern Miss is a much better choice than Baylor or Oklahoma State. It really looks I mean, like <laughs> it really looks like what happens is they got all this parity. They couldn't make up their mind between Rhode Island, Missouri State, Eastern Illinois some of those kind of bubble teams, Tulane, that had good regular season resumes but bad RPIs, so they just threw it all out and took the RPIs. I mean, the fact that Auburn was even in the discussion, which apparently it was, again, doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, Auburn was in the discussion last year, apparently one of the last teams off the board with a 10-20 and SEC record. You know, here's the thing, John. I'm tired of hearing these guys congratulate Tim Weiser for putting a great field together. I agree. The committee's (laughs) job is not that hard. Okay? Anyone could pick pick out 34 teams and fill out this field. I mean, it's not that hard. All you got to do is pay attention. Act like you give a damn about college baseball. Follow the sport for more than the last week of the season. Look at the RPI. I mean, this is is atrocious. I'm I'm outraged. I'm embarrassed for the sport of college baseball because I clearly enjoy the sport a lot and I want to see the sport grow. It's a short-term approach, too, when you're looking just just for travel, just to save a little cash, just to put in... Uh, it's a short-term, short, uh, not big-picture approach. And that's that's yeah. just so frustrating that the people who lead the sport 
can't look bigger picture. Yeah. And the only way they can look bigger picture is getting rid of Rosenblatt Stadium and get a yeah. new one so they can make more money. It's all about the Benjamins with these guys. And I'll tell you what, they had an opportunity here to grow the game. What kind of message are you sending when you reward a ninth place team in a 10-team league? Oklahoma State is, is going to keep on trying to be good no matter what. Exactly. What are, you, what are you telling Rhode Island or Eastern Illinois or Missouri State? What are you telling you Minnesota know? or Ohio State when the Big Twelve, ha- the Big 10 has its best season and neither yeah. of those teams gets to host? But I mean, but, but Missouri Missouri State should be in. Rhode Island you know, and, and Eastern Illinois, those teams had, had great seasons. They did everything they possibly could except win the conference tournament it's, in their leagues and, and they didn't get in. I mean, what, what are you going to tell those guys? Why should they commit to their programs yeah. if you're not going to reward them when they have great seasons but don't quite finish. It's bad. So we got to wrap it up. We'll be back later today with more outrage and venom. And of course, we'll be back later in the week with our epic podcast where we break down every regional. Aaron and I have a lot to say about college baseball. We'd like to say it. We're very appreciative of the fact that most of you downloading this like to listen and, and give us a, and appreciate our two cents. Thanks so much for the download. We'll be back later today and better, later this week on the Baseball America College Podcast. For Aaron, I'm John. So long, everybody. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.